Welcome to the Rainbows and Rain podcast, the podcast for early interventionists working with children and families ages birth to age three on home visits. My name is Erica Bowen, and this is my podcast. Rainbows and Rain is about driving not only through the weather in between visits, but the weather you experience on the visit itself. So sometimes it could be great and the sun is shining and you're seeing those rainbows after the storms and sometimes it's raining. Um, so that's what R&R Rainbows and Rain is all about. So welcome. Today I'll be reflecting on a visit and thinking about this word balance. So balance when you're in the visit, when it comes to supporting the caregiver, supporting the child, and making sure that there's balance and that you're okay with the balance and accepting of the balance. So today's visit uh, was a tricky one. I would say it was definitely more rainy than sunny during this visit. Um, This mom was really struggling with behaviors and tantrums and a lot of different things. So when I arrived at the visit today, uh, he was already really upset. Um, He was kind of already in the middle of a little bit of a tantrum. He wanted the phone and mom was saying no to the phone. And once he got over the phone and he kind of got distracted with something else, um, everything was okay for a little bit until it wasn't okay. So we moved away from the phone to, you know, wanting a drink of water to kind of calm down. And then everything was fine until he wanted cookies and ice cream. And then it was, and then everything wasn't fine. You know, it was kind of falling apart again. And then it moved from phone to cookies and ice cream to, he had kind of started this he got distracted with the step stool and had kind of turned a little game into it. And while he was kind of playing and doing his thing, I was trying to talk with mom about what she was really struggling with. And so, um, and just trying to find out more and probe more about um, what's been going on, what's been triggering some of these tantrums, and how has she been dealing with them. So while talking with mom, she really described that it's just one thing after another lately. Um, And she really feels like these tantrums and things like that are, are holding him back from learning and growing and, and doing new things. She brought up, you know, I want him to sleep in a big boy bed and I want to get away from this sippy cup because it's a sippy cup that it. It's the only one he'll do. If you give him a straw cup, he throws it. They're warming the milk. Um, they have this nighttime routine that's that she describes is just not ideal. Um, and, and it definitely is not. She gave me all the details about that. But all in all, this, this visit was very, when I think of the word balance, I think I was giving a lot of support to mom and really listening to mom to kind of figure out, 
you know, try to dig through these weeds and, and dig through this stuff to kind of figure out, well, what is really the one thing she's struggling with and what she's trying to do? And honestly, throughout this whole visit, it was setting limits, um, setting limits and setting kind of expectations for what she wanted him to do. So in the very beginning, it was the phone. And finally, you know, she she gave him the expectation, if you pick up the pom-poms, because he had thrown a bunch of pom-poms all over the carpet, you pick up the pom-poms, you get two minutes with the phone. And I was impressed with mom, you know, because this was really hard. You could see it was hard on her and you could see, you know, um, that obviously he was having a hard time too. And she put that expectation on him and I was okay with that too. I praised her. I said, hey, you know, nice job that you're putting an expectation on him. He needs to do something to get something. He started to pick up the pom-poms and then he kind of um, kind of scattered them again. And he almost got distracted and accepted the fact, I don't really want to pick up these pom-poms, so I'm not going to get the phone. And so again, he had kind of got distracted, but that was the whole, that was the whole visit today, um, was just this ebb and flow, this up and down, the, these waves, to be quite honestly, of it's okay, and now it's not okay. Um, mom and mom and I practiced some strategies in the moment, so, for example, he wanted to put this step stool on a bench and then climb on top of the step stool to kind of do this game he had invented. And mom was not okay with the step stool on the bench. And I told mom, I said, let's give him some options. So, you know, what are some options he can do right now? So putting the step stool on the ground um, or standing on that. She was okay with him standing on the bench. She just didn't want him using the step stool on the bench to stand too. So really just kind of setting those parameters and setting those limits um, and coaching her through them. Because again, with discipline, it's really, really tricky, right? It's almost one of those things you're more comfortable and more natural coaching rather than intervening because this really is her child um, and it needs to be her discipline and and her strategies that are going to work for him you can't go in there you know ready to you know bust some balls and um you know you know, we're going to sit and we're going to do this because it's your visit and now it's time because I'm here. Um, that's not really going to work, you know, for mom. So it, it's her house and she's got to live with the rules in her house and she's got to be the one to implement them. So it was definitely a visit that required a lot of balance, just kind of knowing when to model a strategy Um and things like that. So going back to the step stool. So she said, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm like, show him what he can do with the step stool. So, um, you know, we don't always want to be saying the word no. So then she modeled for him, like, you can use it on the ground, um, or basically not at all, um, or stand on the bench without it. He really upset, pushed her buttons. He tried to pick up the step stool and put it on the bench after three times. 
um, before I even had a chance to suggest to mom, she just said the step stool is all gone. And she picked up the step stool. She put it in the pantry kind of away from the area where we were behind a closed door. So he knew that it was just gone. This definitely set off um, a bit more of a meltdown because it was later into the visit. And we you know, she, she did a nice job. She tolerates the crying. Um, she was there for that physical comfort when he needed it. If he wanted it, he wasn't really seeking it and he wasn't really accepting of it. She, she offered it and he kind of pushed her away. So he was just kind of sitting there crying, um, which I felt really bad about because nobody wants to see their kid you know, kind of cry and have a hard time, especially in front of people. So I felt bad for her. And she was like, Oh, I feel bad too. And I'm like, No, it's you know, it is what it is. Um, Kids, kids don't like to hear no sometimes. But, you know, you set those limits, and you set those boundaries. And the more you stick with them, the more accepting they become of those limits and of those boundaries. Um, Through that conversation, it led to other dynamics that were going on, which were different expectations with different people. Um, Mom has one day off a week, and that's the day she's with him. And then uh, her mother-in-law watches him the rest of the week, and she also works nights. So then it's dad, dad's on duty in the evenings, and everyone has these different expectations for this little guy. And so it was also about fail, finding balance within the multiple caregivers. So, you know, what is everybody okay with when it comes to this little guy and setting limits, setting boundaries, setting expectations? Um, so it was a good visit, but it really required me to sit back and do a lot of listening. And uh, that's a different kind of visit, you know, and she wasn't venting. She was just sharing. And every once in a while, I'd, you know, kind of interject with just another question about, you know, tell me more about bedtime. Tell me more about how you want that routine to change. Um, and what you want it to look like, because this is her second child. And there's honestly a lot of issues with her older child, who's now in elementary school, and can't fall asleep on his own still and is still crawling in the bed in the middle of the night with mom and dad. And for her, she just doesn't want to see that happen anymore. Um, But doesn't know how to change it. And she kind of sees the same roller coaster um, the same ride happening the second time around. So we talked a lot about um, what's typical development as far as when children should learn to fall asleep on their own. And we all know as early interventionists, that typically happens in infancy, you know, by 12 months old, kiddos should be sleeping through the night and they should be able to fall asleep on their own. However, when you miss that window, you know, it becomes harder much later when you're trying to do that. So so we talked about that and and that kind of thing and the other dynamics going on. But going back to just that word balance and 
um, really reflecting on being okay with the balance in the visit when you are giving more support to the caregiver than you are the child. Um, so I'm not exact, I wasn't exactly modeling any strategies with this child. I was more kind of in the background a little bit supporting her because again, he doesn't need to listen to me. I'm not his mom. I'm not his caregiver. He needs to listen to her. So the directions and everything really need to come from her um, and what she's trying to accomplish during her time with him. So thinking back to the structure of my home visit, like I said at the very beginning, it, it was a little bit more rainy, this this visit. There were a lot of storms going on. And when one storm would calm, it was like another one was brewing and there was another storm. So um, I was just trying to kind of keep my... Uh, you know, stay on my toes, stay flexible, you know, trying to meet the caregiver where she's at, meet this mom where she's at. Um, when I think back to coaching and Russian Sheldon's um, research and that coaching model, I think I was doing a lot of reflection um, and some feedback. Oh, mom, I like that you did that. Or um, offering some suggestions on let's offer a choice, try and diffuse um, diffuse the situation a little bit, give him some control over what is going on. Um, and then we would practice that in the moment because it's happening in the moment. So, so doing a lot of that. When I think about um, engaging mom and trying to make a plan and kind of trying to create that joint plan at the very end, I typically ask the question, what do you want to work on at the end of next, at the end of the visit? Or what can you take from today's visit? And how do you want to apply it to tomorrow and the next day? There was a lot to unpack in this visit. Um, so at the end of the visit, I, I kind of wrapped up with We've talked about a lot of things today because we did. We talked about everything from technology use with kids to um, what bedtime routines should look like and self-soothing and coping and setting limits and boundaries. And um, I mean, it was just it was a lot. So I said to her at the I said, what it sounds like to me throughout this whole visit is that you're really wanting him to be able to cope and be okay with being told no and um you know and you know dealing with those tantrums too so and setting limits and boundaries and she was like yes with everything and she's like I feel like with everything I feel like we're not pushing him to to grow and develop, she says, I feel like we're kind of babying him and keeping him as a baby, you know, because he is the youngest and he is little and they kind of let things go for for a while. For example, the bedtime routine, they're rocking him to sleep with with milk. And it, yeah, you are kind of keeping him, you know, um, from growing and maturing into someone who can self-soothe and, and go to sleep on their own. So she was absolutely right in hitting all those nails on the head. So um, that was really good. So for our joint plan, I said, let's do this. I'm going to wrap up 
everything we've talked about today. Write it up. Um, I use a, I do use a, a home visit sheet every time. It's electronic. And I typically fill it out after the visit and then I'll email or text it to the family as as a record of what our plan was. In this case, I told mom that um, I was going to just really describe and um, describe what she wants changed, kind of kind of write it out um, as she told it to me. And then I'm going to have her choose and her talk to her husband and the grandmother who are the other two caregivers and get all three of them on the same page with what are all three of them okay with doing um, and implementing with this little guy. Um, Because I think that's another part of this. Um, She's not the only um, caregiver there, you know, grandma is with him a lot during the day, all, um, four days a week. And then in the evening time, half the time it's dad, um, cause mom's working some of those evening or evening shifts. So she, I see her just one day a week on her day off. So multiple caregivers, multiple expectations, I think are what is leading to this imbalance going on within this family and with this this little guy so they're seeking balance I'm seeking balance that's kind of the theme to this visit and the theme to this episode um, is just finding balance and being okay and accepting of each visit that balance is going to look different Um, in one visit you might be Uh, modeling a lot of strategies with the child and then flipping it to having mom or dad or caregiver practice that strategy Um, and you're going back and forth and then a lot and other visits might be really heavy on the caregiver where you're you're offering that support and you're modeling um, or brainstorming strategies with the caregiver that they then implement with the child. So everyone's seeking that balance, right? It's, um, I'm not sure I like the word because I feel like it's a hard thing to keep, right? Balance reminds me of that scale that goes up and down and you're supposed to keep it even, but maybe it's not supposed to be even. And maybe that's my perception that needs to change. Balance isn't this thing that stays. It's this thing that moves up and down and you need to be okay with with the with the shifts and the changes from visit to visit and in every aspect of your work and personal life. I am going to end this podcast with a plug for a book I'm currently reading. It's called Pause and Reflect, Your Guide to a Deeper Understanding of Early Intervention Practice. It's by Dana Childress, and it's a really good book. Um, much of what I talked about today and the theme of today came from her chapter, chapter three, Balanced Intervention, Supporting the Caregiver and the Child. And she has this giant... Um, quote next to her chapter and it starts off with balance is not something you find it's something you create and so I'm just I'll try and kind of link it in the description 
um, to the episode, but just thought I'd plug that. It's called Pause and Reflect, Your Guide to Deeper Understanding of the Early Intervention Practice. Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully, um, you got some ideas from this podcast. I'm not sure you did, but if anything else, you start to reflect on what does balance look like for you and how okay are you with the balance on your visits and in your life. If you'd like to share any ideas you have with me on achieving that balance or or anything else or what your balance looks like, what your balance looks like looks like from visit to visit, please feel free to email me at Erica Bow80 at gmail.com. That's E R I K A B O 80 at gmail.com. And as I'm thinking about it, maybe balance shouldn't be the same from visit to visit. If you're truly kind of meeting caregivers and families and students and children where they're at, that balance should look different from visit to visit because everybody needs something different. So thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes as I reflect on my visits with families and how I hope to grow and evolve in my early intervention practice. Thanks.